The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. And the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Awards are coming up later this month. And on the line, we have one of the finalists from the region. Uh, the My Sport Live Sports Person of the Year finalist, Martin Dunn, is with us. And uh, Martin grew up in Geelong and played tennis and Aussie rules on weekends and was then involved in a motorbike accident motorbike accident in 2015, uh, which saw him acquire incomplete paraplegia. And then he took on wheelchair tennis and uh, represented Australia in Tokyo 2020. So, Martin, thank you so much for being on the program. Yeah, good day, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure. I'm really interested in your journey. Tell us what it was like growing up in Geelong and playing tennis and Aussie rules, and then how did your life change in 2015? Yeah, so when I was about 13, 14 years old, um, uh, so I used to play tennis and football, and when I was um, yeah, went into under-16s, I fell on the same mornings. Um, like both, both sport fell on the same morning, so um, I had a choice either to follow footy or follow tennis, and um, I gave up tennis because I, just, you know, I, mean, I enjoyed um, football more. And then, um, yeah, when I was about eighteen, nineteen, I pretty much retired from all recreational sports and um, just followed followed a career in um, in what I was doing. Um, and then, yeah, when I was about twenty two, uh, when I was twenty two years old, I had a spinal cord injury. Um, as you just uh, mentioned before, I had, a, had um, a motorbike accident where I hit a brick wall at hundred k's an hour. And um, yeah, when I was in hospital, I um, I found wheelchair tennis um, Thursday mornings at eleven o'clock. They had a tennis program, and I just thought, oh, you know, I'll just go down and um, have a hit just for something to, something to do. And um, yeah, I never thought it would um, it would come to this, you know, where I was. Oh, I'm now representing Australia and traveling the world playing wheelchair tennis. How did it go getting used to just in everyday life using a wheelchair? Oh, look, it was hard. It was a major adjustment in my life. You know, I was I'm a I'm quite a fit guy. Um, I was a carpenter before my accident, so um, you know, as you can imagine, going for um, you know forty fifty hours building houses every week to you know um, not really knowing what um, what the next chapter of my life would be. Um, no, major, major um, change in my life. Did you get this feeling sort of if you've been used to doing physical activity for so long during the week that uh, when you couldn't do that as easily and got into a wheelchair, did you find it seemed to get out there and do something? Oh, 100%. You know, whenever I sit behind the desk, um, if I'm sitting behind there for about 10, 15 minutes, I go crazy, you know, I've got to get out and, and do something. You know, that, that's just my personality and I think that's just how I've always been. So in terms of wheelchair tennis, what was it like when you played for the first time? Did you sort of get that instant connection with the sport or did it actually take time to develop that? Well, yes and no. Like, um, at, when I was in the hospital, they definitely seen a lot of potential in me. Um, and then when I started training one day to two days a week, I, um, you know, I, I seen, okay, this is, uh, well, I was training next to Dylan Alcott and, um, you know, some of the best in the world and I, and, and watching them, I sort of realised, okay, that's the benchmark. Um, I'm going to have to really push and, and you know give it my all if I if I want to make it. And um, yeah, very quickly I learned um, my reality and where I needed to go. And uh, I soon I, I had no other choice really. It was either follow follow wheelchair tennis or um, or you know just sit at the pub and drink beers. So I you know I chose the positive and and went that way. And you played tennis um, when you were younger. So did a lot of those skills come back to you or did you sort of have to oh. relearn it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of – it takes years to develop a good swing. 
So um, thank God that that came to me quick. I just had to learn the um, you know the chair movements and and whatnot. And but you know you're always working you know on your, on your game. Like I, you know I'm working on my swing at the moment and, and changing a few minor things. So yeah. What's the hardest part of uh, getting used to wheelchair tennis? Is it coordinating the movements of the chair along with everything else going on in a traditional tennis match? Yeah, definitely. Well, in, in wheelchair tennis, you don't you, you don't want to stop moving. You know that. Um, if you're moving, it's so much easier to um, to move towards the ball. As soon as you stop, you you know you lose momentum. And um, you know when you when you're playing um, able-bodied tennis, all you got to do is sidestep to the ball. In wheelchair tennis, you're, you're pushing up and down side to side. So yeah, definitely definitely the hardest part. Does that make it more physically demanding if you're also trying to move a wheelchair around uh, compared to able-bodied tennis, where as you say, you might just be moving from side to side? Uh, look, yes and no. I guess they they all got their um, different attributes to it. You know, um, you know, using your quads and hamstrings and, and whatnot is it, it's still just as tough as uh, moving in a wheelchair. I would say. So I see that you made your Paralympic debut in Tokyo 2020, and that must have been an incredible experience. Simply, I suppose, because it was such a different um, Paralympics compared to previous events uh, with the threat of COVID on the horizon. But how did you get to that point? Did you play at national level competitions before that? Yeah, yeah. So I, so when I first started playing, I was training one day a week, and then it turned into two days a week, and then I got um. Got offered um, a spot at the National Academy, which then it turned into five days a week. And then I started playing national tournaments around Australia. And then um, then I started playing international tournaments um, around Australia. And um, there, there was um, there were a few players um, above me, but uh, they all retired and moved on. And, um, I, and then I became the second um, player in Australia um, next to Ben Weeks, who's number one. He's from Sydney. And... Um, yeah, then we went and started playing. Then we started playing some tournaments together, and um, you know we, we got along quite well. So we were we, we're not a bad team, and yeah, we we just um, moved on from there. I assume you didn't have any Paralympics prior to compare Tokyo to because it was your debut. But did you get a sense as to how different it was when there was a sort of backdrop of COVID in the background? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know it's. Um, where we were in the um, athletes' village in Tokyo, it was pretty much dead center in Tokyo. So um, we, you know, we were starting to throw away from um, the CBD or the heart of Tokyo, and we weren't allowed to go there. So a lot of um, a lot of players and a lot of people said, you know, um, as soon as you finish your event, you pretty much just go straight into the CBD or of um, the city that you're in, and you know, you go exploring. And mm. a lot of um, a lot of locals understand that you know, you're if you're in a wheelchair, you know, they see you, they go, oh, you're part of the Paralympics, and you know, normally beers are just shouted for you all night. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get that um, experience, but it was still a great, good experience. We went from it's pretty much we we got off the plane. We we spent um, about four or five hours in the um, in the airport, making sure we don't any of us don't, doesn't have any COVID. Then we went from there into the athletes' village. And then um, yeah, we pretty much just um, got settled settled in the athletes' village, and we went from the athletes' village to um, our events and back back and forth for you know fourteen days until we were finished. And had you been to Tokyo before this, or was this your first visit? No, no, that was my first visit, and definitely, and it won't be my last. But you know. We, well, what I got to see of Tokyo was grouse, and I hopefully, and, and yeah, hopefully I can go there with the um, with the freedom of, of being able to explore the place and, and check it out. So I see in the Paralympics you competed in the singles event, and I think you lost to Argentina, and then you played in the the doubles campaign, and unfortunately were knocked out uh, to Brazil. So it sounds like it was a, a very competitive event. 
the, the South Americans who just got on top of us, unfortunately. Um, it, well, it was definitely, it was, you know, when you're at, um, you're at the Paralympics, it doesn't matter what sport you are, it's pretty much, it's just, a, it's a holy grail for, you know, for, for everyone with a disability who's there. Um, to, to come away with gold, I think, I believe it's the best achievement. Um, so everyone's on their top game and, and playing off. And uh, what have you learned? What have you taken away from that experience that you may hopefully take into future Paralympics? Uh, just my hat. My hat goes off to um, you know all the all the top players that can handle the stress. You know, um, go, going in, I didn't really look. I, I do talk to you know a psychologist about the mental side of things, but um, to actually experience it, it it's it's another. It's just a, a whole different aspect. You know, like oh, I don't. Roger, Nadal, Federer, all, all the top tennis players in the world, um, you know, even all the top basketball, almost any athlete in the world that's um, on the top of their game, just how they can compose themselves during the amount of stress that they face is, is just incredible. And, that, and yeah, walking away from it, is, that's definitely my, na- my number one thing. And uh, the My Sport Live Sports Person of the Year Award in the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Awards, um, mm. how did you find out that you were a finalist and how did that feel? Oh, they gave um, they gave us a call and um, and told me I was a finalist and invited me down for the night. Um, yeah, again, I'm always pleased to um, to be invited to these things as, as a finalist. You know, it's um, definitely a, a a reflection of um, of what I've um, done over the last five six years. Me being in a wheelchair, so it's like you can always take positive out of it. And uh, I suppose the actual award ceremony, well, that's coming up later this month. Are they able to run it in a person format or are they still going to be doing it online on Zoom? No, no, so we've been invited. Um, it's it's somewhere in South Yarra. No, I haven't got the um, address off me. Um, I'm in handy right now, but, yeah, well, it starts at four, so they've got a, um, a dress code, so I'm assuming we're all going there. But so far, we are. Hopefully, there's no new spikes. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, in, the, in this climate. Um, there's been plenty of times I've had something organised in the afternoon and I've had to cancel it. So, <laughs> mm. All right. Well, what's next for you then? Uh, you've achieved this. You've been to Tokyo. Um, what do you do in the next couple of years of your career? So, mate, uh, if anything, uh, Tokyo has just inspired me to, to go harder and, and just to be better. Um, I'm, I'm yet to have a chat to my tennis coach, but um, I'm thinking just a, a good solid six months of training. And then, um, then we'll see what comes from next year. Hopefully, have a European summer and um, and, and get some uh, get some hitting in. Fantastic! Look, really good to speak with you. Best of luck for the awards because we'd love to see someone from Geelong take on that fi- that final award. So, uh, all yeah, the very best, and uh, we look forward to watching your career for uh, the yeah. next few years and into the future. No worries. Thanks heaps for this, mate. No worries. Cheers. My pleasure. Uh, Martin Dunn with us there, who played wheelchair tennis for Australia in the Paralympics at Tokyo 2020. And what an incredible experience that would be. And just someone who's clearly able to turn their life around uh, was... Uh, unfortunately involved in that motorcycle accident, but managed to convert that into a real positive, which was to play wheelchair tennis for Australia in the Paralympics. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.